the theme for the International Women's Day in 2023 is Cracking the Code. This theme looks at how advancing women's skills and knowledge in STEM, science, technology, engineering and mathematics can accelerate progress towards gender equality. My guest today on NITV Radio is Rachel King. She's the perfect example of this. Having completed a double degree in science and education, Rachel is now working in analytics in the banking industry while she completes postgraduate studies in business analytics and data science. I'm glad to say Rachel is joining us to share her story, her journey, and how it can inspire other First Nations women. Welcome to NITV Radio, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're joining us uh, ahead of uh, the 2023 International Women's Day. Uh, before we go into our conversation about uh, your achievements and uh, what you've done and uh, how your story can inspire other women, uh, what's your reflection on International Women's Day? For me, Women's Day is kind of an opportunity to like appreciate and celebrate the women who've impacted me in their life. So, for example, like my friends, my family, colleagues, even my past teachers, and even female role models. So, for example, um, it's very a little bit nerdy, but I... <laughs> There's a, a, I guess, a very well-known chef female GM, um, and essentially she kind of never put herself down or anything, and she actually competed in like open leagues rather than the women's league. So she, you know, was really, really confident in her skills, and you know, put herself up against the best. And so that kind of, you know, gives me the belief to kind of do my best in probably a male-dominated industry at the moment. But I guess probably more importantly, I guess my mum is one of my biggest inspirations. So definitely that's one of the reflections I have about um, this special women's day. What, uh, how did your mum inspire you? And uh, tell us a little bit more how she's uh, your role model. Yeah, so my mum actually is a single parent. So she raised my, my brother, my sister and myself. Um, and we were you know, very, very young. Um, you know, taking on that kind of responsibility is, is such a huge thing. And she did such, like, a very, very wonderful job raising us and being so independent. I guess one of the achievements, like, that she's really proud of us in is that my brother, my sister, and myself were the first um, people in our family to go to university. So, yeah, just really, really appreciative of all of the sacrifices she's made for us. Yeah. When you say your people... Uh, maybe the first question I should have asked uh, to say who your mob is, where you're from, and where we're talking to you from. Because I'm myself in Nam, Kulin Nation, Melbourne. Uh, yeah, where are you? we calling you from? Yeah, so I grew up in um, Darugland, but more specifically my mob is from Wamai, um, which is Nissan Hills. At the moment, I am fortunate enough to live on the northern beaches, so I'm calling in from Guringai at the moment. Kuringa is the North Shore, very leafy suburb, and uh, yeah, halfway to the, on the way to the central coast of Newcastle. Yep. Pacific Highway, <laughs> main artery driving through your area. That's uh, from my memory, from my days back in Sydney. And uh, now you've um, had a successful journey having a successful education, uh, graduating in STEM, and now working as an analyst uh, for a bank. Uh, uh, can you share your story uh, 
you know, graduating and uh, navigating all these uh, very difficult courses because STEM is not a given. Many people struggle in STEM, but you made it. Uh, tell us about your story. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'll <laughs> probably start at the beginning. So I guess my first, my very first interaction that I had with STEM and like when I realized that I loved it was when my mom actually worked in my brother and sister's private school at the time. Um, and because I was the youngest, she kind of took me in some days to... <laughs> I guess just help around sometimes when I could. And I was very, very young, obviously. But, um, you know, she, when she was collecting change and calculating the change to hand back to the students, she would actually let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I really loved that. And that was, I guess, my first taste of, of maths in a sense. Um, and so I went on in high school. I studied, like, lots of STEM subjects. So I did chemistry, biology, um, a couple of math courses. Yes, yeah, so those my STEM subjects. And I guess my teachers, I guess since I was probably seven or eight, I knew that I really wanted to study university STEM, or probably maths and science particularly, because that's what I really loved. And I guess my teachers really inspired me that way. And then once I graduated high school, I ended up going into a teaching degree and a science double degree. So I majored in math. And yeah, I guess I did, I did pretty well at the time, I guess, especially since I had like a really good support network while I was at university, otherwise it definitely would have been a lot more difficult if I didn't have those people around me. Um, and then I went through a couple of, a few internships throughout my degree where I basically worked full time during my summer breaks. And one of them was in the bank that I currently work at. And essentially off the back of that, I did all right. And they offered me a, a graduate position. So that's what I'm in now. So I'm in my second year, or well, my last, my last six months actually of my analytics graduate program. And uh, which university are you going to? Um, so I went to Macquarie University. Wow, from Seven Hills, yeah, that will be a little bit closer to you. <laughs> <All later. laughs> Macquarie University is uh, the other side of the Hills District. <laughs> <laughs> so you're traveling all over Sydney and New South Wales, actually, all over the place. <laughs> and what does a job of a bank and working in analytics in a bank? What does it entail? Is it cracking people's passwords? What's uh, what's involved in uh, being a <laughs> So um, there is like so so much data um, at at the bank, especially the one I'm at, because it's it's one of the big four banks, and so we have so so many customers and so so many um, points of data that it depends really depends what um I guess team you're working in. So my I had the program where I've had a few rotations. My first rotation I was in a credit card insights team. So essentially our main stakeholders were the credit card product team. So whenever they wanted any kind of data or information on, say, customer spend in a certain industry, so like grocery spend or, um, you know, travel, retail, um, they would come to us and we would perform analysis on transactions and and um, accounts and things like that. Um, another part of the bank that I was in, I was in financial wellbeing. So essentially we looked at ways of, of supporting our customers through, I guess, essentially difficult times, especially now. Yeah, working on analysis and, and who are the types of people that struggle, um, you know, what's their gender, what's their age, is there anything we can kind of, um, you know, make kind of targeted communications with them to, to help them financially, essentially. And now I'm actually going into, well, it will be my next rotation and that starts in about a month. So I'm really, really um, interested in that space as well and how we kind of 
um, reduce scams and fraud within the bank and what measures we put in place to reduce those. Yeah, your journey is an unusual one, and uh, I believe myself, I hate STEM, to be honest. <laughs> Never understood maths, I ran away, that's why I did journalism, because I can read, I can understand, you know, what I read, but uh, when you have to add numbers, they make absolute no sense to me, and... <laughs> But people like you just uh, shame my type of personality and kind. Anyway, so how, what pathways do you see for First Nations girls and women to follow uh, and close the gap in uh, STEM education and uh, yeah, embrace careers uh, that we all envy like yours? Essentially, um, probably more personally, on I guess kind of, how I did it myself. There were maybe, I guess, probably three or four main things that I can think of that really helped me on my journey and kind of, you know, paved the pathway for me to go into, like, have these opportunities. Yeah. Um, so, for example, I guess take advantage of the, the Indigenous departments at your university that you want to go to. So, at mine, Willinga Maru, um, on Macquarie University, we have a really great, um, we have a mentoring program for high achievers that will support um, students going for maybe postgraduate studies. So they basically pair us with a professor and we get to learn all about their career and how they got there and kind of, I guess, any kind of support or guidance that we need. Because sometimes, especially if no one around you has gone to university, it's hard to kind of see all of that information or find it. So there's, there's, that's one of them. Another is also about around the faculty, the Indigenous faculty is, I believe a lot of Sydney universities and probably Australia-wide, they actually offer free tutoring for Indigenous students. So that was something that was really, really helpful for me, especially in a STEM subject, um, when it can get to such a high level and, and so difficult. Those things, um, that was super helpful for me. Another one is, I guess, any kind of scholarship opportunities that you can find. We have like an Indigenous uh, scholarships portal. Take advantage of that so I... I was actually lucky enough to get to receive a Milliman scholarship, which is Milliman's actually an international company that um, basically supports Indigenous students from all over the world. So, you know, the US, um, Australia, any other, uh, New Zealand. Um, essentially, you just apply and hopefully if you're successful, they will grant you a scholarship. And I guess another one that I'm really excited about that I'm that I'm actually doing next month is the Aurora Study Tour. So essentially, if you're interested in any kind of postgrad opportunities um, and you did pretty well in terms of grades at university, they'll actually send you over to um, universities in the UK and the US to kind of explore them, see how you like the culture, um, visit um, academics. You can book book those meetings yourself and you get to, you know, make it really personalised to your field that you're interested in. And I think those were such great opportunities and kind of were only available to Indigenous students, so you might as well take advantage of them. And I guess probably more personal for me. I don't know if it applies to anyone else, but I was fortunate enough that my my boyfriend of of almost six years, so five and a half years, he actually went through the same degree a couple of years before me. So he uh, was essentially my private tutor for a long time as well. So that <laughs> was very, very helpful too. I'm really grateful for that. So yeah, those were probably the main things I can think of. Coming back to your family background, you said you've got one brother and two sisters, yeah? 
sister. One yeah. brother, one sister. And you both graduated in uh, STEM or it's... Um, um, so my brother and sister, my brother is still going. He's almost finished. He actually is a, is a little bit of a, a different case. So he started in STEM. He actually started doing um, a chemistry degree um, and business. And then he actually switched to like a bit of a 180 and switched to uh, psychology that he really, really loves now, um, especially since he's, he's into, he's actually an archery coach and he coaches the Paralympic archery team in Australia, which is crazy. He really wanted to understand, I guess, more of like the sports psychology side. And so he's almost done with that. Um, and my sister actually did teaching as well, except she did birth to primary school teaching. So that was good because she kind of went before me and kind of paved the way for me to, I guess, understand how the education faculty worked, how the Indigenous faculty worked at the university. Um, and that was so, so helpful for me as well. Um, and she did her master's actually in the Indigenous space as well. Yeah, great career pathway. And they just, uh, um, yeah, complete what you said earlier about uh, following the Indigenous pathways and, uh, yeah. That's a very great advice for other students who may want following your footsteps. Now, before I let you go, anything you'd like to add that we may not have covered that's important for our listeners to know? I guess just not necessarily advice, but um, I guess words of encouragement is if you're really interested in something, interested in a field, you know, just go for it. Try not to be deterred by, uh, you know, I'm going to be the only girl in my class or um, I'm not good enough. You know, you're in the course. You try hard, you're good enough, you've got a lot of support networks at the university to take advantage of, and I'm sure you'll do great. Rachel King, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. No worries, thanks so much for having me.